Evil to the right hand, puts her down. He's going to dump him hard to the ice. Brady Leopold just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My dream of being a professional hockey player became a reality, but it was all taken away from me in a very short period of time. For many years, hockey was my outlet. Hockey was my drug. When I had a stick in my hand, nothing else mattered. I was able to break into the Western Hockey League in 2004, and I even won the Swift Current Broncos Rookie of the Year. During the summer of my rookie year, I experimented with drugs for the first time. After just seven games in my sophomore season, I walked away from the Swift Current Broncos due to personal reasons. Nobody knew I had been sexually abused at the age of five. I did everything to hide it from everybody, but I just couldn't take it. Drugs and alcohol now took over my life. I did return to the Swift Current Broncos as a 19-year-old, but things were never the same. I was eventually traded to the Kelowna Rockets in my final year of junior where I got to play on a line with the Dallas Stars captain, Jamie Benn, and one of my best friends, the extremely talented Colin Long. It was by far my best season ever, and I even signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning's organization. A dream come true, right? That's when everything went wrong. First it was the cocaine, then came the Oxycontin, and that led me into a 12-year journey into the deepest pits of hell. Within two years, I had now made the switch to heroin, fentanyl, and everything in between, and I was now an intravenous drug user. Multiple suicide attempts and over five trips to the psych ward, I was a shadow of who I once was. By 2014, I was homeless on Hastings in Vancouver, the worst street in North America. By 2015, I was a wanted criminal, making the Crime Stopper headlines more than once. After spending three years in jail, I had completely given up. With nowhere to turn and nowhere to go, I finally started to get honest. I took a chance and made some major changes. This is my story. I overdosed over 10 times. I'm one of the lucky ones. And for that, I will always be grateful. This is for all the men and women we've lost. Matthew Lazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. My name's Brady Liebold, and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. Warrior. All right, guys, welcome. Hockey to hell and back. Episode number 30. Two, we're getting up there. I'm closing in on 100. If you've been following along since Hockey to Heroin, The Road to Recovery, we're closing in on episode 100. Thanks for joining me. If you're watching live, if you're listening after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I mean, it's everywhere. Wherever you're watching or listening, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this journey. This is why I am where I am today. It all started with the podcast. We got Puck Support going on. If you don't know what Puck Support is, you can check it out. PuckSupport.com, at Puck Support on all social media platforms. We'll talk about it a little bit later, uh, but we got a lot of things to cover. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm really grateful uh, to be in the position that I'm in today. We're going to be giving away a Doug Gilmore mask. Compliments of my friend Doug Gilmore. 
That's right, killer. Compliments of Team Marketing 93. We may even give away two, maybe a windshield. Who knows? So pay attention for your chance to win. Thanks, Doug Gilmore, for all your support. Uh, he's also a supporter of my guest, uh, which we're going to talk about later on. A um, couple sponsorships to get through, and then I'm going to talk about uh, some things before the episode starts. Hi there, it's Regan Bartell, the play-by-play voice of the Kelowna Rockets, Brady Leovold's biggest fan. Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issued does this by recreating that special feeling of being a part of something bigger. A community for all striving towards the same goal. Teamissued.ca, promo code TOEDRAG15 for 15% off. That's right. They called me Tommy Toe Drag, especially in Kelowna. I even got a puck after one game. I think the clips in the intro video, that nasty toe drag against Jordan Bedfeld and the Medicine Hat Tigers. Ryan Cuthbert came into the dressing room with a puck taped up and around it, usually you get your first goal puck, but it said one millionth career WHL toe drag. And he threw it to me as a joke. Um, but before we go any further, guys, there's something that I, I, I want to cover. Uh, Puck support is is near and dear to my heart. I'm going to try not to get choked up. Uh, But recently, uh, we celebrated, not celebrated, but celebrated the life of Ryan Donaldson. Um, And this this episode is in memory of Ryan Donaldson. Um, Recently, I've been become close with the the Donaldson family. And uh, he was a Kelowna Rocket uh, for a short period of time. He was drafted in 2011 by the Kelowna Rockets in the fifth round, 102nd overall. And uh, he ended up playing two games for the Rockets. And unfortunately, in 2014, Ryan Donaldson took his own life. And I want to give a special shout-out to Janet Hollick and Mark Hollick, Cooper Hollick, the Hollick family, uh, for connecting me with Doug and Dana Donaldson. They have become supporters of, of Puck Support, and I have a couple of hoodies going out to them uh, tomorrow. And they lost their son uh, t- to mental illness. He took his own life, and he was just a young man. And this is what Puck Support is all about. His picture's behind me up here. It's going to stay there from now on. Uh, Doug and Dana, thank you so much uh, for your support. You guys have done a tremendous amount of work. Uh, in Ryan's honor, they've helped raise close to $50,000 for mental health. Um, it's pretty remarkable. They put on a, uh, the Ryan Donaldson Memorial Hockey Tournament for five years out there in his hometown of Langley, British Columbia. And on February 15th, it was the anniversary of Ryan's passing. And I'm, I'm a little late on it. But uh, Doug had brought it to my attention, and I felt that we needed to, you know, pay our respects to Ryan and dedicate this episode in his memory. I know he's up there with with all the other men and women, hockey's angels, as I like to call them, uh, looking down over everything we're doing. And Doug and Dana, I'm very grateful for your support. Ryan was best friends with Jake Vertanen of the Vancouver Canucks, and recently I sent uh, Bo Horvat, JT Miller, uh, Jordy Benz got stuff going out uh, tomorrow. Puck support swag. 
And in the package that I sent the first time, I, I hadn't connected with Jake at all at the time, uh, but Doug and Dana had mentioned that they were best friends. And Jake's got the Ryan Donaldson tattooed uh, on his inner arm. And I sent a hat with Ryan's name in it. And so for you, those of you that don't know, all of our merchandise has an in memory of one of those we've lost. Let me find it here. It's on the backside. So this one, of course, has Ryan Donaldson in it. I'm having trouble here showing it. Let me see. There we go. So I can't flip it. I'm having trouble showing it. But I sent Jake. I sent Jake Vertan in a hat with Ryan's name in it. And this morning I woke up. This morning I woke up to Jake Vertan and following puck support. So I'm assuming he got it. And these issues are real. They're very, very real. And we're doing everything we can to help support the entire hockey community. And when I say the entire hockey community, we're talking all types of hockey. And we're going to get into that here shortly. One more sponsor, and then we're going to get right in to the episode. Our thoughts are with you. Our prayers are with you to the entire Donaldson family. Thank you so much for your support. It truly means the world to me, to Puck Support. And it's an honor to be sitting here with your support to do this episode in memory of Ryan. One more sponsorship. We're going to get right in to the episode. Hockey to Hell and Back is brought to you by Pride Tape. Pride Tape is a badge of support from teammates, coaches, parents, and pros to young LGBTQ players. It shows every player that they belong playing the sport they love and that we're all on the same team. Show your support for teammates, coaches, and fans in the LGBTQ community by wrapping your stick with Pride Tape. Every roll of tape will make an impact in sports and beyond. Inclusion starts with leadership. Check out some of the ideas of how you can get involved at youcanplayproject.org. Check out Pride Tape at pridetape.com. For more information, you can send an email to aubrey at pridetape.com. That's A-U-B-R-E-E, Aubrey, at pridetape.com. You can find Pride Tape on facebook.com slash pridetape, on Twitter at pridetape, and at pridetape on Instagram. Pride Tape thanks all of you for being champions for change. Thank you to Steve Buckley down there in Beaverton, Oregon. He's been with us since virtually day one. Thank you for the voiceover, Steve. We're going to play another uh, new partnership at the end of the episode, but it's a it's an honor. Uh, it's an honor to be just a small part of of the hockey community and, and standing for equality. And uh, a very special shout out to my friend Curtis Gabriel, who's uh, really lent his name to the podcast. He's connected me with. Uh, pride tape and and all that they do and i'm happy to be sitting here supporting it and i'm waiting for my pride tape to show up because my stick's always going to have it on the knob i told you guys okay guys without further ado let's get into the episode i'm excited i think a lot of people are excited we'll see you guys in a few minutes over the course of the past year i've spent a lot of time living with the attitude of gratitude. It's not always easy, but regardless of my circumstances, I do my best to try to be grateful for the things that I do have. Just like many, I've faced a lot of challenges throughout the course of my life, but most of those challenges came 
because of my own choices, the decisions that I consciously made. Well, today I get to interview somebody who I look to as a real source of inspiration, character, and just somebody that I'm amazed by. Tyler McGregor was born March 11th, 1994 in London, Ontario, but grew up in the small town of Forest, Ontario, but played the majority of his minor hockey in Sarnia. Like so many kids across Canada and myself, Tyler had the dream of one day playing in the NHL. Just like all elite hockey players in Ontario, Tyler McGregor had his goal of being drafted to the prestigious Ontario Hockey League. Heading into his OHL draft year at 15 years old, things were looking great. But early in the 2009 season, McGregor was sidelined with a serious leg break. After having surgery to repair his tibia and fibia, his fierce competitive nature came out walking after just three weeks. And shortly thereafter, he was now back on the ice with his team. It was his greatest hope that he would be able to rejoin the team for playoffs just in time to make a big enough impression to get selected to the OHL. But after noticing a small bump around his knee, he headed back to the Children's Hospital in London. It was here that Tyler McGregor received the news that would change his life forever. McGregor was diagnosed with spindle cell sarcoma, a serious form of bone cancer. And then he received the devastating news that to save his life, they would have to amputate his leg. It was in that moment that his dreams were shattered. His dream of one day becoming an OHL or NHL hockey player was completely derailed. On the day that he expected to be drafted to the OHL, Tyler McGregor had his leg amputated. But being the fighter that he is, he did not let this define him. In October of 2010, he had finished his chemotherapy, and in 2011, he was introduced to the beautiful sport of para hockey. During this time, he was introduced to a good friend of mine, Paul Rosen, former Team Canada goalie and gold medalist in the 2002 Paralympic Games. Taking his skill of hockey to para hockey, just over a year later, Tyler McGregor was named to the Canadian national para hockey team. Since joining the squad in 2012-2013, Tyler McGregor has helped Canada capture a silver and a bronze at the Paralympic Games, as well as two golds at the World Championship. And just recently, all of his hard work and his proven character has been recognized as he was named the captain of the Canadian national team. When I reflect on this story, I think of how I would have handled it. And I'm not so sure I can say I would have been able to rise up the same way that Tyler McGregor has. And that is why I have so much respect and admiration for this young man. Not only a dominant force on the ice, Tyler McGregor does a ton of work off the ice, sharing his story to show others the way through his strength and hope and commitment, and that there is life always, regardless of what we go through. Though I live in Ontario now, many people may not know that I grew up in Port Coquitlam, the hometown of Terry Fox. And just last week, Tyler McGregor skated on his sled for 25 kilometers to raise money for the Terry Fox Foundation. Heading into the sled for pledge, he had a goal to raise $25,000. And it's an honor to say that he has helped raise over $30,000 and counting. Rising up from our challenges when maybe we feel defeated is, in my opinion, the true test of character. And when I think 
of the definition of a puck support warrior. I look to Tyler McGregor. He's everything a puck support warrior is and then some. I am extremely excited. So without further ado, let's bring him in from Forest, Ontario. The incredibly inspiring and captain of the Canadian national para hockey team, Tyler McGregor. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for doing this, man. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I will say, I'll start off by saying, like, that was a powerful introduction. Just in terms of, I mean, you know, you touched on on the lives that have been lost. You touched on Ryan Donaldson um, and and the work that his family's done since, and and everything that you're doing to connect the hockey community and, and so many important topics. Um, you know, it's it's inspiring and, and it was powerful and, and uh, you know, thank you for, for what you do. Hey, man, it's uh, I think maybe you can relate to this sometimes when when things happen or or we have uh, different experiences. I feel that there's a there's a greater power that that calls us to serve. And um, that's certainly the case for me. And from the, the research that I've done about you, it seems to be the case uh, in your life, too. So why don't we uh, why don't we start? you know, where it all started for you. I mean, you, you grew up with this dream of, of playing in the NHL, just like a lot of us do. And, and you were a damn good hockey player. Well, yeah, I, I, I was so lucky to, to be, you know, surrounded by a great family who, who truly gave me every opportunity to, to succeed. And so, you know, my, my minor hockey crew was, you know, pretty typical of, of many young kids. Um, and so it, it progressed well off the top and, and then, you know, I, I know I was touched on in, in the intro, but um, I was dealt with kind of a, a difficult situation um, kind of when, when I was ready to take the next step when I was 15 um, and, and ready to get drafted in the OHL and, and ultimately play in the NHL or play for Team Canada at the Olympics. And, and so, you know, that resulted in in a, a cancer diagnosis and an amputation that I thought ended my hockey career. Um, but I think that's, you know, that whole experience is, as devastating and as heartbreaking as it was, I mean, it was, you know, filled with, with heartbreak and, and tears and, and confusion. Um, but it was, it was an instance again, like what you're doing here of, of the power of, of community and, and support. And, and I was so lucky, you know, I, I feel so fortunate to have had that because I know not everybody does. And I think that's what, you know, what we try to do now and, and what you're trying to do here, what I try to, to implement into my life is is create that sense of community for other people because um, I feel so lucky that that I've been able to to have that in my life. Yeah, and I mean, there's a there's a lot to digest there. And you were 15 years old, and you're diagnosed with spindle cell sarcoma, given an 80 percent chance to live. I mean, 80 percent is a fairly high number, but was there a time when you're going, hey, 20 percent? Like, what was your feeling, if you don't mind us taking back there, when you get that initial? Because I, I, I heard an interview, and the reason why I asked this is because maybe if they haven't seen it, it didn't seem like that was your biggest concern wasn't wasn't dying. You know what? To be quite honest, it, it wasn't. And I think, like as hockey players, we kind of live fearlessly, right? And so that you know, that was truly kind of my mindset in that in that moment was okay, like you know, we'll figure this out and then we move forward. Um, and I was immediately thinking, okay, like I was devastated, but at the same time I was thinking, okay, you know, eight months, nine months chemotherapy. And then, and then I'm returning to play. Um, and so I've always said I was, I was far more scared to, 
to lose my leg than I was to die. Um, and I've always, I've always believed that. And, and that's how I felt in that moment. That's how I still feel. Um, because I think, you know, especially at that time, at such a young age, my entire identity as a human being was that I was a hockey player. That's kind of, you know, what I grew up into and, and it's no longer the case, but at that, in that moment at 15 years old, it truly was. And so I think by far the, the most difficult challenge was, was hearing the news that I'd have to have my leg amputated and ultimately, you know, lose out on an opportunity to do something that I had always dreamed of. Um, and, and so, you know, that news came about a couple of weeks after my diagnosis. And, and I remember those, that two and a half months, um, you know, while I was doing chemo, chemotherapy after hearing the news, kind of preparing for that, that was by far, in addition to immediately after my surgery, that was by far the most confusing, um, difficult and, and heartbreaking months of, of my life. And, uh, you know, it all seems like a blur now, but, but I, I would say that, you know, that was my mindset. I was, I was scared to, to lose my leg. I was scared to lose what was most important to me as a 15 year old. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, t it's typical as a 15 year old uh, and you're so young, like you're so young um, having to go through that. And, you know, I've done my research and, and obviously um, transitioning into para hockey. And before we do that, maybe we can um, let people know how that came about for you. Like what was the what was that uh, experience like and, and what was the ultimate deciding factor where you were like okay you know what was there a time maybe when you're like you know what I'm not even going to try it if I can't play you know regular hockey I'm not even going to do this uh, did you go through any of that or did you just jump right in I, I certainly did and, and and so my transition wasn't immediate um, I, I was quite honestly kind of hesitant I, I wasn't ready and willing to accept that that my hockey career was over um, so uh, I mean my my initial plan or thought was to to try and learn to skate again and and you know see how far I could take that and and I did um you know I had a prosthetic leg built for skating and and it works it works great for uh you know just to be able to to get on the ice with my buddies again but it it, it didn't offer me the opportunity to to play at the highest level and, and to be an elite athlete and, and so um you know what happened actually was really the first time I heard about about para hockey was through the Vancouver Paralympics. And you mentioned Rosie, who was there. Um, I saw some, you know, current and, and former teammates compete there. And so that was really my first um, introduction into, into para hockey. And then um, as months went past, uh, just, you know, being in, involved in the hockey community, people mentioned it. And I think, you know, after I realized that I wasn't going to play in the NHL as, as a above knee amputee, and people continued to, to kind of suggest sledge hockey or para hockey. Um, a, a former coach of mine, a spring hockey coach of mine was the last person who, who mentioned it. And, and, you know, I was finally, finally like, okay, let's give this a shot. And, and even then I was hesitant. Um, Cause I, you know, at that time it, it was so, you know, not nearly as well known as it is now. And, and so I, you know, I hadn't seen anyone you know, literally like on TV or, or seeing the level of, of competitiveness that they have and the ability. And so I was hesitant for that reason. And, and that's why visibility is so important and, and equality and, and representation. Um, 
because it offers young kids whatever you know gender race um, sexuality ability or disability it offers them someone who who is like them to look up to and I think you know there was so little of that even in 2010 that that I was hesitant you, you know I was hesitant to go and say you know that I was going to be um, a Paralympic athlete and so I'm so happy that I finally made that decision but I think it, it kind of finally sorry um, came to be just through just through people in the hockey community who who knew more about it than I did um, finally connecting me and and uh, introducing me to it what was it like the first time you you put on a sled and and how was that feeling for you because I look at it and I, I'm excited to try it one day but I watch and I'm like wow like that is it's intense like and it looks extremely challenging so what was that like for you the first time you tried it yeah, oh, I'll start by, yeah, we'll get you in a sled for sure. I uh, I have access to a ton through, through uh, a nonprofit. Yeah, let's go, baby. Um, yeah, I work for a nonprofit who we, we kind of do inclusive sports programs, so I have access to a bunch. So we'll do that. But, uh, I'll, you know, on that, damn, it was hard, man. Um, and I will admit, I went in with, I went in with this confidence or, or maybe cockiness that I thought I'd be great immediately just transitioning from, playing hockey and uh and it was so hard i was i was falling constantly and, and i was a little bit too too confident i guess in beginning because i i chose a sled with with blades pretty close together and uh and i was always on my side i i had you know pretty little upper body strength at that time hadn't been in a gym much when when i was doing chemo so so my upper body and core strength was absolutely atrocious and uh and yeah it was it was difficult so therefore frustrating because i as i said i i thought i'd be be way better than i was initially well it didn't take very long because you know you obviously got the hang of it because you start playing you know basically you played what was it like a year and a half before maybe two just under two years before you're on the canadian national team so that's yeah, a, a year to year to a year and a half a year and a half. So what did that year and a half entail for you to go from falling on your side um, to making the national team? Like, was there intense training? Were you like, did you start to get addicted to it? Um, and was there ever a time where you actually thought about, no, this isn't for me? Uh, so I never had that thought, but I think what that year, year and a half entailed was a, a lot of different things. It was, ob first of all, observation. It was like, I want to learn everything I can about this sport. I want to watch the best players in the world and I want to learn how they play, what they do, um, how hard they work. And then I want to not just replicate that, but, but do it in my own way. And, and so, you know, it, it goes, it kind of brought me back to, to being like seven, eight years old, just being on the backyard rink or, or in my garage or on, on the ice with my teammates for hours and hours on end. And so in that sense, it was a lot of hard work. And then, um, you know, there was different little in intricacies about sledge hockey or para hockey that that are not uh, transferable from from able body hockey, and that being that it's an ambidextrous sport played just with your upper body. And so, I had to make those adjustments in terms of of training and and learning how to use my left hand and be coordinated in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was a lot of you know those things just just watching and learning and then 
and then taking those those observations and applying it in my own way. Um, but I, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that I was able to to kind of apply many of the skills and, and character traits that that I learned through growing up as a hockey player. Yeah, and I mean, there's there is a lot of similarities there. Like when you, if you're gonna, I feel like if you're gonna shoot, you know, at least if your your right hand, whatever your dominant hand is, I feel like that may be the only thing that I could possibly do. Um, but uh, I'm really interested. Uh, to try it. And, you know, I, I think I watched a, a, quite a few of your clips and man, I seen you scrapping some guys too. Like you're they, you <laughs> on, on to, you're beating a guy, just giving it to him. Like, you know what? I, I know I, I've kind of, especially when my younger, in my early years, I was an intense emotional guy. And, and in many respects, I still am. But I think what I've learned as, you know, both through like intentional work on, on myself and, and just maturing kind of, become more in control of that um not to not to say that's not a part of my my game still but yeah uh a little undisciplined at times i'd say hey man go ahead go ahead no no No, i was gonna say i i remember uh being at an event with tiger williams one time and and one of the the questions he was asked was you know he was a smaller guy but but a tough guy an incredible player And, and someone asked like you know, you're smaller than, than most of the guys you fought and beat up. Like, how do you do it? And he's like, because that guy knows I'm crazier than he is. And he knows I'm going to do whatever it takes. And so, like, I, I remember hearing that. Honestly, I think it's probably an 18, 19-year-old kid. And I was like, I want to apply that in my own game. And so, like, that that, that was kind of my mindset. Uh, and, That's you know, awesome. maybe, maybe that bought me some time and space in, in future years. <laughs> that's that's hilarious i man i had the same mentality when i played too and i the guys would guys would stay away from me because they knew i was a little bit offside when it came to things like that and i've discussed yeah. a few of my past episodes of things i used to say um but you know it's not entirely bad i love how you said undisciplined but sometimes listen man like you it's a competitive sport sometimes you're playing for a gold medal sometimes or, or a shot in the in the medal rounds like trying to tell me that there isn't that that passion and emotion that fire and so when i saw those clips i was like wow i'm like that's uh i know it's maybe not something we want to promote uh people doing in the sport or whatever but man like it it just it made me realize uh even more um what a powerful outlet um it is and let me ask you because i ask people this that play the sport is do you prefer to be called para hockey or sledge hockey i mean both and and so honestly, like the the thing for me, I know I've said sledge a couple of times. The thing is, it's just like so new. I think they changed the name a couple of years ago now. And so uh, I learned it as sledge hockey and I, I guess like still, still call it that at times, but it, it's more so just by habit. Uh, but I think we're slowly transitioning to, to pair hockey, just tough to, to find that alignment and, and make that change come to fruition. <laughs> old, old habits die hard trust me yeah that's right Rosie was actually the one who told me told me about the name change so I am familiar with that and um I mean it's what an opportunity um that it's provided you uh moving forward with your life because that's obviously a devastating blow for anybody whether you're a hockey player or not and being able to still be involved um in such a competitive sport and you know, get to travel the world and, you know, represent your country. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, and I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I believe that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's not just on the ice. You do a lot of great stuff 
off the ice. And I want to get to that here in a little bit. Um, but tell us the experience of, of going to, uh, you know, the games and world championships and, and what it was like maybe the first time you put on that Canadian sweater, because what a, what a feeling. Man, you said it. I, I'm so grateful that, you know, as weird as it sounds, I'm I'm so grateful for everything that, that life has dealt me because it, it truly has like kind of led me down uh, an incredible path that I otherwise may may not have, have been led down. And so uh, I'm so grateful and honored to have played for Team Canada now for, I guess I'm in my ninth season, which kind of hasn't really been a season, but um and yeah, it's taken us around the world. I remember the first time putting on the jersey was in Calgary, so on home ice, which is, you know, as many places in the world as we've traveled, it's always our favorite place to com- to compete. Um, and, and you know, especially as the sport grows and builds, and and we go to different communities across the country, it's it's far and away the the best in the world. Um, but in saying that, we've had the opportunity to travel to as many different countries and winning a world championship in South Korea for the first time in 2013. Um, I remember at that time there was, there was literally 10, 15 people in the crowd and, and probably 10 of those were um, Canadians who were over there teaching and they were so loud and cheering the whole game. Um, and that was in my, my rookie season. And so, you know, I remember how special that was because it was kind of, you know, like just a moment after, you know, for me personally, after everything that, that had happened, that I was kind of just able to, to be like, okay, like we're, we're here and, and, and like, you know, we belong here. And, and, you know, I remember like the best thing for me in that was um, being able to come home and see my parents and see my family. Cause uh, I think that's, you know, the, one of the most special things about about this whole experience is you know seeing how much they've enjoyed it as well um and you know i have so much love for them and, and they've shown me so much love throughout my life so uh that's been incredible um and then i think you know just to touch on the games they're an experience of a lifetime and and what i'm expe- excited most about now is i think every every games that you go to you enjoy more because you're able to to kind of be a little bit more present and so um in sochi in 2014 we, we ended up winning bronze there but um it, it was incredible because it was you know my introduction to being at a, a, an event of that scale and so i you know i'll always remember walking out to opening ceremony with the flashing lights and it, it's just mind-blowing um and then korea you know you, we had a disappointing loss uh left with silver um but nonetheless an incredible experience and one of the best things about that was um again like our families had such a great time we had such a an amazing uh staff member there who who would plan events for them every day and and you know they had they had a far better time as as a group of families in in Korea than they did in in Russia but um and then you know I'm excited to be i guess 26 now um and just older and more mature and more present and and, and go to beijing next year because I, I think it'll be far more enjoyable and um you know you just cherish those those opportunities with your teammates more as as you get older and 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 a little bit more mature 
Well, and and yeah, and obviously you've matured, and I want to congratulate you on being named the team captain. Um, you are now the captain of a Canadian national team. How cool was that, and how did that come about, and, and what did it feel like? Honestly, it was kind of crazy. It's the highest honor that I've ever had, and, and I was, I was and still am so fortunate to have learned from an incredible friend and teammate in Greg Westlake. Um, and, uh, and just kind of, you know, how to, yeah, let's go. Um, he's been, he was literally my mentor and, and still, and has been still is, um, and, and kind of taught me how to be a professional and, and to mature and, um, and just be a competitor. And so I think, uh, you know, and I could get into so many things, but it's been an honor. It's been a learning experience. Um, I I truly have so much respect for, you know, the, the additional responsibility that comes with that role. Um, uh, You know, it's, it's hard to believe because I mean, it is still kind of fresh, but um, you know, I, I think you just, you develop. And I mean, not to, not to say that it wasn't there before, but you, develop such a profound respect for your teammates and and for for other people and um you know i'm i'm honored to to be in the role and and it's crazy because you know i just be myself as, as some small town kid who loves to play hockey from from forest ontario and and it's pretty hard to to even believe that that i have the, an opportunity as, as great as that yeah and and yeah it is it's unbelievable but obviously you've you've worked hard to get there um and demonstrate what it takes when did it happen officially and how did you receive the news and from who well uh, yeah that was uh and i got emotional uh during that moment but uh of course, I, I of course. Out, yeah so i found out uh and officially um i guess it was december of uh, 2019 in, in St. John's. And so um, our former captain who I just talked about, Greg Westlake, um, made that announcement and, and we were at, we were at mile, mile zero or mile, I don't know if they call it mile zero or mile one um, of where Terry Fox started the marathon of hope in, in St. John's. And so obviously there's some close personal ties to, to him and his story and his marathon of hope and, and the legacy that, that he's left behind and, and continues to live on. And so, um, yeah, I remember uh, when that happened and uh, he tried to give a little speech and, and kind of just blacked out and, and didn't really know what to say. But that was uh, that was something that was pretty special and something that, that I'll always remember. That's really cool. See, I, I didn't know the details of the story and the fact that, it, you know, it was announced there. I mean, how... How incredible is that? I mean, Terry Fox, you know, back for, what is it, over 40 years um, of going strong uh, to the Marathon of Hope and and different avenues of fundraising and, and coming from Port Coquillum, you know, that was, we always had the hometown run and uh, it was a big part of my childhood. And I'll be honest, I used to look forward to it because it was the time when I could, you know, show that I was athletic um, in gym <laughs> and try to beat everybody and i didn't quite understand what it really meant until i got older but um that's really incredible that that's where it happened that makes the story uh even more powerful and and you know you're you're pretty young like there's guys on the team that are older or they're like quite a bit older yeah right? uh, yeah there is i think our oldest player right now is 39 and uh you know what's crazy about that is 
our youngest player is, I believe, yeah, he just turned 18. So, um, so like the, the difference in age is, is huge. And so, you know, that's one of, been one of the interesting things about, um, or it is the interesting thing about just being a part of, um, you know, a men's team is like the, the difference in age and the, the diversity in, in, in everyone. Um, but I think that's, that's a strength if you, if you can, you know, find a way to, to make it one. Yeah, that's a great point. I wanted to, I want to ask you a little bit about maybe some of the struggles you had, like, you know, obviously, you know, you're diagnosed at a very young age, um, you go through that traumatic experience, but you bounce back like very quickly. And all of a sudden you're on a national team. Um, what has it been like for you as far as your mental health? Um, have, have there been ups and downs? Uh, and if you don't mind sharing, is there is there anything in particular that maybe you do um, that has helped uh, for anybody listening? Uh, and what has that experience been like with for you? Have, have you had your struggles? Is this something that you would be willing to talk about? Because I, I don't know. And uh, again, you don't have to answer anything you don't want to. Yeah, I, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And uh, I think it's important to. Uh, I think these conversations are, are so important and so valuable. And, and so to be honest, like it hasn't always been easy. And so I've, I've certainly struggled with many mental health issues. And, and so obviously that, that started for me um, when I was going through chemo and, and, and lost my leg. Um, I truly struggled for a while after that to, to find my identity. Um, and, and so like what would happen? And, and I know we just kind of touched on the, how quick the transition was, but I mean, to me, it didn't feel like that um, because I mean, what happens for me is like, I'll, when I've struggled with mental health in the past is like, I'll kind of just shut down and shut everything out completely for, you know, maybe, maybe days, weeks, it's been months at a time before where I, I kind of just like, I, I re- resort to um, bad habits and, and just kind of like, don't feel like I don't do anything productive. Um, and so I, I would say that's, that's been one moment. Um, the other thing, uh, at least when it's really surfaced, um, because, you know, I, you know, I would say like, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants or at least I did in many, many of my younger years. I I don't know if I'm that way anymore, but, um, so I would say there, those, those issues persisted throughout, you know, my, the start of my hockey career. And, and one thing I will say that I struggled with, um, immensely is I struggled with in addition to you know finding my identity I struggled with the insecurity about um you know being a an amputee um I didn't wear I didn't wear shorts for probably seven eight years other than if I was with close per, like family and friends um I refused to go in public and and you know I I I know I'm not alone in that because I know I have friends and and uh in similar situations who who have felt the same way and the same insecurities um and i was a young guy single guy at that time um i i thought i would be judged based based on my appearance and based on um being a an amputee and, and you know i i'm happy to say that i've i've gotten over that and, and moved past that but that was one very real thing that that i've struggled with um and then, you know, another point in time was, was after we lost in Korea where, um, you know, we were expected to win and, and lost in difficult circumstances and, um, you know, had a one nothing lead late and ended up 
you know, with 37 seconds left, they tied it up and we lost that game. And so again, I struggled with my identity and, and being a, at that time I was 24 and, and, you know, a Paralympic athlete, an amateur athlete. So, you know, thinking about my, my life outside of sport and, and I wasn't happy with where I was. And, and so again, like that, that entire summer, I don't know if I, I don't know if I touched the ice um, and even in leading into next season, I, I'd, I'd miss ice times, miss training, um, you know, and so another example of like, you know, my, what my tendencies tend to be when, when I'm struggling mentally is like that, I kind of just shut down and, and I'm short with, with the people that I care about. Um, and so, so I think the last part of your question was, what do I do? Um, or what works for me? And, and honestly, like, I'm huge. And I know there's so many different strategies that work for, for other people. First of all, it was about reaching out to, to people for support. Um, and I, I, that was first and foremost. And I've, you know, I used to be a, an absolutely terrible communicator. Um, and I, I, certainly something that I need to continue to work on. But I used to not talk about any anything in terms of emotions, feelings, whatever it was. Um, but one one thing that, that I do regularly now um, is I, I love meditation. I love mindfulness. I believe in that deeply. Um, you know, one thing that, that my uh, or our team sports psych has really implemented in, into our team, first and foremost, it, it began as a hockey um, kind of a performance uh, related thing. But for me, it's it's become a, a daily, you know, objective for my mental health. And I, I journal a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And so those are those are two things that that I or two strategies that I use all the time just to to try and stay, um, you know, in a in a good mental headspace. And, um, you know, fortunately, right now, I, I certainly am. And, and um, you know, I think for me, the challenge is always. I view myself as more than an athlete. And so where I put so much pressure on myself is, is, you know, what my life looks outside of, of sport and, you know, how am I, how am I giving back? How am I paying it forward? How am I advancing my professional life? And so, you know, I, I'm fortunate to be in a good space now, but it hasn't always been that way. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. And thanks for, for sharing that, not only with me, but everybody watching. And we'll probably open it up to some questions here in a few minutes. But I'm glad you brought up journaling because, man, I have a, a reminder set on my phone. I have several that go off throughout the day. I want to just stop, be grateful, no matter. It goes off like five times a day. So I'll look at it and be like, okay, yes. And if I'm having a rough time, I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, damn, you mess. All right. <laughs> but night. My, for the last, I don't know how many months, it comes on at 1030 and it's journal. And I just have swiped up for the last four or five months. No joke. Cause I can't like, I haven't journaled and it's something that work is so powerful um, for so many people. And, and I'm, I'm one of them. And so I love the fact that you brought that up and uh, it, it's just sometimes like I used to put too much pressure on myself to journal the right way. Um, and I'd be like, Oh, I don't like that. But what I've, really started to think about and, and the way that I'm going to attack it this time. And I've been listening to a lot of motivational speakers and, and different avenues of this. And, and, and I was suggested by through one of them that just, just write, just get anything out that's down. It's not right. It's not wrong. Just get it down. Just get it down on paper and, and you'll be surprised at what it, maybe it's yeah. not 
effective or, or helpful in that day. But guess what? Pick up that pen tomorrow and write again. And it's something that has always worked for me in the past. So I'm glad that you brought that up because it's something that I need to, to certainly get back to. Uh, you do a lot of stuff uh, throughout different communities across Canada. And I heard one story about you going up way up north and um, meeting, meeting a young man up there whose uh, family, you know, put together uh, a 15 man para hockey team in, in the Northwest Territories, I believe. And um, just one of many amazing experiences that you've, you've had. Um, what, what's the experience like been for you uh, with all the, the wonderful uh, volunteer opportunities that have come? Is that something that has changed your life? Absolutely. And, and to this day, you know, even gold medals in the past, gold medals in the future, those are always what are most important. And the, the trip that you brought up uh, is honestly, like I think one of my favorite moments in, in life um, is uh, being able to go up there and, and Riley, Riley Oldford and his family, um, they started a sledge hockey or para hockey program in, in Yellowknife. Um, and like all of his family and friends and, and people in the community jumped in a sled to to play with him because he's the only only kid up there living with a disability. And so like that's such a heartwarming story and, and such a, a profound example of like the power of sport and the power of community. Um, and it was so awesome to be a part of that because I mean if you if you watch videos of 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 his online and his family, he's the most energetic, positive excited kid and he just loves life and so you know it's so exciting and and so rewarding to be able to to experience that and i mean that that's happened in in many circumstances i i think uh the sport has has led me down you know a path that that's allowed me to to be involved in in many of those situations and i think um you know when when my hockey career is is well and, and over I think those are will still be my favorite moments, and um, you know I, I feel lucky as a as a kid and and still now to have you know been given many opportunities, and I, I think everybody should have those those same opportunities to you know pursue whatever it is. Um, it doesn't have to be hockey; it, it could be anything. And, and so um, you know I I was always taught by my parents. My my mom is one of the, the most kind, generous people on the planet. And she always has stressed the the importance of of paying it forward in whatever whatever capacity that you can. And so, you know, I think that's something that, especially as I'm getting older, that I kind of, you know, it's it's important to me and will continue to be. Well, yeah, and I, I believe it's a great it's it's a great way to live your life. And I always think of that movie, Pay It Forward. I don't know if you've ever seen it because it's very it's pretty old with Kevin Spacey. Who's not the the what most well liked guy these days? But and uh, and Helen Hunt. But man, it's such a great movie, and it, it's old, and it's just it is. It's so true. It, it's doing things without expecting anything in return, and just trying to make the world a little bit better place. Um, I have a special guest that's going to come in. A good friend of mine, um, somebody you know, Rosie. Hey, buddy. What, what's up, Rosie? How are you? Where, where am I? Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'll make it a little easier for you guys. Hey, thanks, man. Mr. What's McGregor, up? how are you? Uh, I'm good, Rosie. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. First, uh, Brady, I, I love the show. Like you are incredible. You are an inspiration to so many. I'm just gonna give you two little things here. Uh, I've been listening from the beginning. 
First, you said uh, 2002 in Salt Lake's when we won the gold. We won in 2006 in Torino. It's, okay. the, only gold, it's the only gold medal until next year in 2022 in Beijing, which I'll be honored to call the games. And uh, yeah, sure. Tyler McGregor grabbing the uh, the trophy and the gold medal. Uh, the other thing that you said, and this is a, a not a thing against you, it's against anybody that says it. And I just had Greg Westlake on my show, The Rosen Report, last week. Saw that. When you when you talked about the difference, you said regular hockey to okay. still. So it's able-bodied, able-bodied. hockey. Yeah, it's just because a lot of guys who play sled or para ice hockey. When you say regular hockey, it's you know, but it's all education, right? So you know, you know me. That's why I keep you around, Rosie. You got to educate me. The the reason why, and thanks for bringing that up. But I've held that gold medal, and holy cow, it's heavy. I actually met Rosie for the first time in person a couple weeks ago. But Rosie, you always are telling me about Salt Lake City for some reason. So that's why. That's why I think maybe it was your first experience of the games. Maybe that's why. Yeah, Salt Lake City was my first games, and I was 42 years old. It's like Tyler talks about uh, the oldest guy in the team being 39. I <laughs> I started playing at 40, and my first games was Salt Lake at 42, and we won the uh, we won the gold in uh, in 2006. I was rooming with Greg Westlake. He was 20 years old, and I was 46 wow. years old. The night before the gold medal game against Norway, we were supposed to get killed. There was no chance whatsoever. I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I said, hey, Wester, he goes, what? I go, we're winning the gold medal tomorrow. I'm getting a shutout, and you're getting the winning goal. He goes, go back to sleep and stop dreaming. 3 nothing. Westlake, goal and two assists, shutout. The other thing, just for a second, I want to talk about Tyler McGregor, okay? So there's been five the, – the game started in 1994 at the Paralympic level. Uh, it has been uh, sled hockey for years. And, Tyler, for me, I've done two Olympics that you were in, Paralympics, and two World Championships, and I've called it sled hockey my whole career. Now I've got a, like, TSN or CBC or the IPC. Yeah. you got to call it para-ice, para-ice, and it's so hard sometimes. So there's been five captains – of the Canadian team from day one, Dean Melway, Todd Nicholson, Jean Labonte, Greg Westlake, and now Tyler McGregor. And I am telling you, Tyler, that it is not only an honor as a past member of the team for 10 years in three Paralympic Games to see you with that C on it because you typify what a captain for Canada is. Not only an incredible player, because you are unbelievable. I love calling and doing the color when you're on the ice because you make it so easy. But you typify it as a captain like Ryan Smith or Joe Sackett, the Canadian values. As a kid who loses his leg and doesn't care, and he just shows that anything is possible, you you travel the world not only to play as the captain for Team Canada, but to show kids, and that's the most important thing. And I am so proud of you that you actually show your legs off. I've I talked to Greg about that. I I wore shorts immediately, but everybody's different. And the fact that you could see the beauty in who you are and show others, I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And and honestly, man, I've been lucky to learn from some of the best, some of your former teammates. Um, I I never had the chance to play with John, but I I know I obviously know him. What an incredible person he is. And and thank you for for your kind words and for everything that you've done for our sport. I don't know if you remember this, but the first time we met was uh, at Road Hockey to Conquer Cancer. So that 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 was uh, 
that was right when I was starting. Uh, I think I'd started uh, the previous month in 2011. And, uh, and yeah, you were, you were another guy that, that was, you know, kind of pulling me to, to get going. So uh, I appreciate that for sure. You, you came awesome. up to me, you were, uh, Kevin Shea brought you and your dad up to me. I was signing, I was, I was beside the great Scotty Bowman. And uh, they tell me, here's this kid. He just lost his leg. He played AAA. He was like a, a phenom. And I'm going, buddy, I got to get you in touch with Greg Westlake. You're going to play in the Paralympics. And then <laughs> there's Sochi. I'm calling the games. And there's McGregor playing for Canada. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah, that's so cool. And what a great story, you know. And I think, you know, you guys are both, to me, you guys are both huge inspirations. Rosie, you become one of my good friends over the course of the past, better part of the last year. And, and I'm really grateful for that. And, and I want to say that you're doing just a fantastic job with the Rosen Report. I love it. I, I've tuned in almost, I've tuned in every episode. I've missed maybe 10 minutes total of the entire show. You know what I mean? Cause I had to go do something, but I, I love it and you're doing a great job and it's so nice to see you, you know, rock in the Rosen report again, your Rosie rants and, and uh, I can't wait to, to, for the next event to happen. Now that I know Tyler, I know you and the connection between para hockey and, and just really looking forward to, to watching it and one day getting on a sled, but also more importantly, I want to, I want to be in the stands. I want to watch it live. Well, the first time that you'll get the the first massive time, you won't be able to be there, but it's going to be back in Ostrava in the Czech Republic, which I called two years ago. And it was the first time there since 2009 when we played. And that's a crazy one. The 2000, I don't know if you know this one, uh, Tyler, but 2009 World Championships in Ostrava, we play six games. I get six shutouts and we win the bronze <laughs> medal because we lost in the semifinals to the U.S. in a shootout, and you don't get you, the goal. Oh. You don't, don't count. So I had six shutouts, and we win a bronze medal. But we came back, and and you guys were so close to winning that uh, uh, that gold in Ostrava. So it's going to be uh, the nineteenth of June to the twenty sixth. I think it is of June. Yeah. And we're just finalizing some things with the IPC. I hope if I don't have to to uh, quarantine. I will be going to call the games again. And and I think that's going to be your, your first real step to get ready for uh, to Beijing. I just want to ask you one question. Getting ready for Beijing, it's going to be your third Paralympic Games. I have the honor of playing in three. What do you think the difference going into these games will be from the ones in Korea where you guys were so close? I I, I, I almost hurt myself because when, when they scored, you know, Robbie Armstrong loved the kid miss the empty net they come down yeah. uh brody roybal scores to tie it up i had a pencil in my hand because we were already rob snook and myself to call it i threw it it hit the backboard of the thing came back hit me in the eye and uh i'm going oh my god and then they won it well what's the difference between the team right now well i think you know after that like i i don't think it's reinventing the wheel because i think our like we're so confident right now and like some of the like the guys that I've been able to get on the ice with, they look incredible. And and so I think that's been a positive out of this break is like, we've had so much opportunity for skill development. And so our team looks unreal. Um, and, and so I think we always go into that tournament and you would know as, as a former player, like you always go in with the expectation of winning a gold medal. And so we're going in with that same expectation. Um, I think what's going to be important for us is, 
is just, you know, how, how much of a team are we, you know, I, I think that we're investing so heavily into, into just, you know, that, that connection and inclusivity to making sure everybody's feeling a part of it, feeling, um, you know, valued. Uh, and not to say we, we didn't have that in, in past games, but I think there was some, you know, some challenges and some, um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't think we had a good enough team in Sochi. Um, but you know, there's some, some improvements that, that we could have made in terms of, uh, of our team cohesiveness in Korea. Um, but I, I, I'm, I think we're all confident that, that we're able to make those. And, and we have such an unbelievable team right now. Uh, we care so much about each other. Everybody's, you know, everybody loves each other. Everybody's so committed. Everybody's so transparent. Um, I think that's, you know, one of the most important things because, you know, like we're us in the U S are so close and, 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 um, you know, when it comes down to it, it can go either way. Um, and so when it comes down to those moments, we, we have to be able to look at the guy beside us and, and trust and know that, that they're going to go out and do it. And so I think that's going to be important, but we're, we're there and we still have more work to do. So, you know, when you, when you say that it, it's so apropos to the 10 years I played and the, 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 probably the least talented team was always talented. Okay. But the least talented team that I played on was the Torino team that won the gold medal because we were so tight. And I'll give you in a real quick example, uh, you know, Billy Bridges, he's, he's going to be in his sixth game. He's played for a thousand years. <laughs> Billy in 2006 was an incredible offensive player. But other than a face-off in my zone, I never saw Billy. He never came near me defensively. He was always up. And, and we were up 2 nothing on Norway with about, I don't know, two minutes left in the game. Norway could still score. Norway was like the States and you guys now. They could still score like that, you know, uh, uh, Pedersen and, and uh, all their great guys. And I, it's a two-on-one. Pedersen and Helge Bjornstadt, I make an incredible stop off of uh, Bjornstadt. But the puck, the rebound, I give it right to Pedersen. He's got the empty net, and I'm looking back on, oh, my God. And out of nowhere, Billy Bridges makes the diving defensive stop off his <laughs> into the corner, and that's when I know this is a complete team. You know, yeah. we may not have the same talent we had in Salt Lake or what we had in Vancouver, but we won it because of the team. So if you guys, and as the captain, you got the responsibility, brother, if you can get that team to buy into the brotherhood, you will walk away with the gold. Absolutely. And, and we have such a supportive group. And, and quite honestly, you know, I, as I said, I learned from one of the best uh, being Greg Westlake. And so he's been a huge help. There's so many other um, supportive guys on the team. And so I, I can be quite honest, like I had no idea what I was getting into when I transitioned into this role. But lucky to have that support, and yeah, I think you you hit the head on the, the nail on the head. Um, that's always the secret ingredient in trying to to figure it out. Um, but we're confident we'll do it. Who is uh, you guys? Who is like where where are we in the standings? Like uh, if there's a rankings. What's the top three teams in the world right now? Uh, so it goes based on last last World Championships, which I guess would have been Ostrava in 2019. Uh, so it's U.S. is in first, we're second, and uh, Korea is in, in third. There's a massive, massive drop, though, Brady, between the U.S., Canada. U.S. and Canada flip a coin, baby. But right after that, it's a massive drop, very similar to women's hockey. 
Yeah. And the, you know, the great thing for a sport too, is that um, Russia's kind of been on the outside looking in for the past few years due they're to back. all the, the controversy and, and the bands. Um, but they're back this year for world championships. So that adds a, a whole nother element to, and competitiveness to our sport, which is unreal. Like looking forward to that. So they, and they, I'd, I'd place them in the top three. Absolutely. Okay. They just haven't been around yet. Okay, cool. That's always great that when you get, you know, another country uh, vying that competition for, for a medal or just to to get anybody uh, on the ice at any point in time is really such a gift. And I think that's the beautiful thing that I can see. Uh, you guys just can speak about it. But the beautiful thing about playing in the games is – being there with all the other athletes uh, from all the different parts of the world. Like that must've been really cool. Yeah. Well, I can tell Tyler one quick thing. Cause you talked about Tyler's roughness and uh, I call it uh, aggressiveness. I don't call it dirtiness. Uh, the first fight in the history of the game of sled hockey and Greg Westlake will remember this one. It was in Bremen, Germany in 2005 behind my net. Brad Bowden was, there was a guy, Seagrove, on the, you must have heard of him. You didn't play against me. War number 99. He was a real goof. <laughs> that Wayne, Gretz, like Wayne Gretzky allowed, ask Wes like this. Wayne Gretzky allowed him to wear the jersey, which was such horseshit. And uh, he's behind the net and he hits Bowden headfirst into the boards. And Bowden was one of my, Bowden's like my little brother. I love Brad Bowden. Well, Bridges comes in from behind and he starts pounding the guy. And now, but we don't, the rest of the guys on the ice are like Jeremy Booker, Todd Nicholson, guys who wouldn't fight through a paper bag. And now Billy's taken on three guys, nobody else on our team. They're scared to death. Uh, Jeff Snyder is our coach. He's Dan Snyder, the late Dan Snyder's uncle. I look to the bench, like I'm looking for a fight as fast as I can. Uh, <laughs> and Snyder goes to me like this, right? Westlake wasn't on the ice, otherwise he would have been in there. And so I jump in there and I get on Seagrove. I'm blockering him in the head. The referees are out of their element. They're from Germany. They have no clue what to do. I'm blockering this guy as hard <laughs> as possible. The thing breaks up. I get two minutes for roughing, two minutes for roughing additional, five minutes for fighting, but they don't throw me out of the game, and a 10-minute misconduct. But being in goal, they didn't throw me out, so I stay in goal. And Sean Matheson, who was like our fourth-line winger, and Sean, if you're watching this, I apologize, he ends up having to serve the 19 minutes. <laughs> he went into the room at the end of the game, and he says to me, you know, Rosie, man, what? And I said, hey, Sean, because there was a big crowd in Bremen, Germany, watching this game. I said, listen, you should be thanking me, brother, because <laughs> you maybe played three minutes that whole game. You got your name announced that you were, you know, Team Canada penalty number 57, Paul, served by number 10, Sean Matheson. <laughs> you should be thanking me that they actually heard who you are. Oh, that's hilarious, Rosie. You're too funny. Hey, Rosie, um, what else is going on with the Rosen Report? A little bit before we let you go, I'm going to I'm gonna wrap up with yep. Tyler here. But we, where can we catch your show? I know, but tell everybody where yeah. you're at. You can catch it on the uh, on the Gooch Network, uh, Gooch Live. It's the Rosen Report. It's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday, 4.30 to 5. Tyler, you're coming on, I think, in a couple of weeks. I don't know if Westlake told you. I had Westlake on last week. And Not yet. I'll, I'll see him in the morning. Though, he was so supposed to have uh, worked it out that uh, that you're coming on. Uh, I'm happy to. That'd be Brady, awesome. Brady was uh, my second guest. He gets upset that uh, he wasn't the first, but uh, <laughs> it was amazing. And, I actually uh, was the first, was I not? 
but I wasn't your oh, first pick. Oh, no, no, no. You were my first guest on the, the I've had six shows now. You were my first, but uh, Greg couldn't make the first show. He was the third. And yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. You were my first guest. You guys got upset that you weren't my first choice. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Hey, they don't ask how they ask how many. Sometimes it doesn't matter how you go in or how you get your opportunity. I, I tell you one thing, hockey to hell and back and what, Brady Liebold has done uh, is opening doors and changing the mindset of what this game of hockey is about and the fact that all of us are not as healthy and as uh, um, set mind-wise as it just looks like when you see us on the ice. So think about it. There's so many so Brady does so much for suicide prevention. Um, I don't know if you know, Tyler, but I tried to take my life two years ago and um, learning so much about life and about recovery. And I, as a recovering addict, tip my hat to everything you do, Brady, for the community. Tyler, I love you. I will uh, see you in a couple of weeks on the show, but I am so looking forward to calling the games where you Get that gold medal back that we have not had since Torino. We're going to do it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining. And, Ed, let's all get on the ace at some point. Please. Get in a sledge. Let's do I it. I have my Make stuff in the car. I'll go anywhere, man. You can yeah, shoot. I know West, Westlake would just love to hit me in the head again. <laughs> well, I'm sure there'd be a few of those. We've, we haven't had a goalie at practice for the past past little while we're used to shooting at the ears so i'm sure hey, you'd be taking a beating you're, you're practicing at the port center right the old the mastercard center yeah work it out i'll come on the ice with you guys any day all right i'm not afraid i'm not afraid of tyler mcgregor <laughs> and you shouldn't be all right bye guys thank all you right, thank you hey love you man thanks take care i love you guys take care bye. love you too what a beauty. I love Rosie. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, Rosie, for, for stopping in and, and surprising Tyler like that. We had that planned. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And, and Rosie, I, I apologize. I didn't get your uh, your two. I thought it was 2002. I, I swore. I thought the mountain he told, tells me about Salt Lake City. I could have swore he won it in Salt Lake City. But uh, I'm glad that we got that figured out. And Rosie, I forgot to tell you, I, I knew it was called Able Body Hockey, but I felt almost... I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to say it. And I was just like, ah, but it's, it's a great point. And I think, you know, we want to make sure that, that everything is, is said the right way. That's why I asked you about para hockey, sledge hockey, everything. And Rosie, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I'm going to be watching it on TV or, or listening wherever I am, um, not having to call it and not having to play in the games. You're going to be, uh, uh, you'll have a little bit more responsibility than me on that day, but listen, I'm going to be enjoying it. Like, crazy man now that i know rosie and you i'm i'm like so drawn to it and i can't wait to actually get on the ice with you guys and you can dangle around me and, and <laughs> do it um uh, but let's you know there's a couple comments and, and questions coming in um start from start from the top i guess there's some comments david carlson longtime supporter happy sunday happy sunday david donna reed um who's a very close friend uh, of mine she's going through pancreatic cancer right now donna i love you lots actually our, our, our friend doug gilmore did a huge favor for me about six months ago when donna was having a blood transfusion uh she's a huge doug gilmore fan and and i had uh, i had asked doug if, if he would uh, do a 
a nice video message for her. And while she was having her blood transfusion, I was able to send uh, a message of Doug Gilmore saying, hey, Donna, like encouraging and stuff. So amazing guy. Um, I know he's a huge supporter of yours. I, I sent you that screenshot from earlier where he said hi to Tyler. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a great guy. And I'll be honest, the reason why I reached out to you is because of his post. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I meant to ask you about that. Yeah, and I saw saw the post, and and maybe actually we'll go back to the the comments here uh, in a second. I do want to talk to you about that before we move on because I saw uh, a post um, where I got to get the Gooch live off there. Hold on, Um, where. Doug Gilmore was was just so proud of you for for doing the sled for pledge, and, and man, I was like. He's doing what? I was like, I got to have this guy on my show. I'm like, you know, like, this is amazing. Um, there you are. And I love, I, I wish you still had the mustache so I didn't feel alone. And if you're wondering, <laughs> yeah, that, was, uh, that was the end of November. So we did a, our team did November and, and uh, that creeped into December. And I was like, yeah, that's, this is the look right now. Austin Matthews made that the look. So yeah, well, <laughs> this is Here's looking. Yeah, I'll tell you, do you want to know why I have this? People that watch. Oh, well, no, because I grew up for November and I woke up on December 1st. I always have a shower first thing in the morning, shave everything else. And I'm thinking, okay, it's December 1st. I'm going to shave my mustache off. And I was laying in bed and I was on, I, I went on Instagram and the very first picture I saw said, just because it's December 1st doesn't mean that men's mental health issues and everything else go away. So I looked at my phone. I'm like, you want to challenge me, do you? I'm like, am I doing this for a year? Okay, I guess I have it for a year. So that's why I have that's why I have the mustache for a year. And there's even a picture. I love it. You got it in this great picture, too. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the sled for pledge before we move into the comments, because this is amazing. 25 kilometers. It was in Collingwood, right? Yeah. Collingwood on a was how long's the trail? Um, and how did this come about? So it's a 1.1 kilometer trail uh, at the top of Blue Mountain. It's actually a beautiful spot there. Um, and it was my first time on the trail. But um, basically, like how it came about, I mean, I've, I, I think I said off the top, I've always been inspired by Terry Fox, even even long before, um, you know, having a similar cancer to his. Uh, you know, I, as you said, I, the Terry Fox run annually at at schools um you know that was my first memory and and it you know even as as young kids it kind of felt like we were we were doing courses on terry fox with the amount of like um videos and movies and and how much we would read and research um because he's truly a an inspiring canadian and and an iconic canadian and so i was inspired by him back then and then you know you also mentioned um that i was given an 80 percent chance of survival well um, 41 years ago, I guess he was given a 20% chance of survival with, with a cancer that is basically, I mean, it's, it's treated the same, like a, a small difference. Um, and so that just goes to show, um, what the marathon of hope and like what his legacy set in motion in terms of how cancer is treated and, and how, you know, patients and their families are cared for. And so, um, you know, I remember doctors would always tell me that and put that into perspective. And so, you know, immediately that I, he kind of took on more personal meaning to me in my, in my life, obviously, and became a hero. And um, over the past 10, 11 years, um, like both myself and my family and people around me have, have supported different organizations and, and will still continue to do so. Cause I mean, there's so many important organizations to try and offer your support to however you can. Um, 
but this was about you know aligning with someone who was is, is very important to me uh, i love the terry fox foundation and everything that they do um love terry fox and his, his legacy um and then you know just kind of having a break in our schedule like we really haven't had a season and, and so my mind's kind of been less occupied with hockey and, and more occupied with with things outside of of hockey and so uh, my manager actually and i were, were kicking around ideas about about what we can do how we can support and, and so i will I, I will admit like it was his idea to, to do an, an outdoor skate we we decided on the terry fox foundation and then he brought me the idea to or just asked, you know, would you would you be able or willing to to skate your sled in an outdoor trail? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then it, it just became about, um, you know, kind of deciding on on the distance and the number. And so uh, for us originally, like we we started at ten, and and then we we're just kind of thinking about it. And I was like, I don't think that's going to be hard enough. Like you want to do something that that honors um, the challenge that that he went through and overcame being uh, 42 kilometers a day for over 5,000 kilometers in total. Um, and so, you know, wanted it to be challenging and, and thought 25 was a good starting point. Um, and so we wanted to, to match the, the dollar amount to distance. And yeah, as, it, as you see there, we were able to raise over 30,000 in year one. Um, and so many ideas about how to expand on that in the future. Uh, first and foremost, just looking forward to like having um, people there next year uh, we were kind of limited with COVID restrictions in terms of what what we could do um, but looking forward to having family friends teammates um, sponsors etc there um, but yeah next year the plan is to to do 42 to, to kind of match and, and honor Terry's legacy and, um, and what he ran and uh, and then obviously try to you know create create and raise more awareness and raise more money and um, I, I think it's exciting especially uh, year one, not really knowing what to expect and, and how how big it would would become very quickly. Um, honored that that we could that we could support the foundation and the important work that they do. Um, and, and I think that whole experience, once again, it's a, it's kind of a common theme and exactly what you're doing. It was it was so inspiring to see people come together and and um, connect and unite over over something. And I think if if Terry represents anything in addition to raising money and um, changing cancer research, it's that unity. And, and I think that's why he's such a, a great Canadian. Um, and so it, it's been a very inspiring uh, few weeks being able to do that. Um, and it just, you know, I, I think we talked about it earlier, but it just inspires you to, to help in more ways because um, there's so many important conversations being had in the world. And mental health is one of them, and it's something that you know has impacted both our lives. And Rosie was just on has impacted his life, um, and you know equality in in many areas, equal representation, visibility, etc. There's so many important conversations. And I think the the best takeaway for me has been um, wanting to to find ways to to support in in more. Well, man, it's it's pretty incredible when you think about you know, year one, you're over 30 grand raised and it's arguably, I mean, it's the hardest time I've ever been alive as far as people in financial crisis is, uh, you know, you're limited with sponsors are, are kind of, you know, holding back because they've been affected. Obviously, people couldn't be there. Were you like, 
overwhelmingly surprised by how well it went? Like what were what was your expectation going in there? Because I think like, wow, we're in a we're in a we're in a pandemic and you're over 30 grand raised when there's essentially nobody could even be there or anything else. So imagine what it's going to be like next year. I, I know. And honestly, yeah, I'm blown away. And I, to answer the, your first question, man, I was so panicked um, because we, it took so long to actually um, confirm the event uh, because what happened was Collingwood went into or lessened the restrictions. I mean, literally a week before um, we were supposed to go. So we had this date set. And if, if we're, if Collingwood was still in lockdown, we wouldn't have been able to, to do it. And fortunately they made an announcement, I think literally like eight days before. And then, and then we, you know, we had, we're lucky to have um, the support of, of Sportsnet who officially kind of launched it on hockey day in Canada. And then from there, um, I guess like going back, like we, we had secured like corporate support. Um, pretty much before anything um but the problem with that was like we might not have an event to support so i i remember i was so i was so panicked um up until we were able to to finally confirm that that it was gonna be able to happen um and then it was just so cool like i was glued to my phone unfortunately uh which can be a problem at times but i was glued to my phone just watching the the donations and the support rolling in from from family, friends, teammates, um, you know, like even people who just, you know, caught wind of it through word of mouth or whatever, or sharing online. I, I think that was so powerful and, and so inspiring. It was, it was pretty cool to see. No kidding. No kidding. Who else uh, was it? Was it just you or who else was involved with you doing it? Yeah. So my manager um, who honestly so thankful for his support, um, Brandon Chandler, um, he kind of helped with so much of the planning, so much connecting obviously with corporate sponsors. Um, and then, um, many other people like people behind the scenes supporting his business partner. Um, Matt was also huge in, in helping get it, getting it going. Um, and then, you know, we had corporate support from, from CCM and RBC initially Canadian tire, um, Adidas was helpful in, in, uh, kind of getting the story out there and, and then, you know, many different media outlets that, that really, I, I really didn't expect it to, to kind of take off like that. Uh, as I just with the worries that I, that I'd mentioned before, but it was, it was so unbelievable. And so I was the only one able to be on the ice this year, but that's what I'm looking forward to most is like my family couldn't even be there, um, let alone like teammates. And I mean, a couple of people did end up going, um, which fortunately Blue Mountain was okay with a few people being there, but I, like I'm I'm excited to to build on it in the sense that I w I want like teammates there, I want my family, um, friends, and then and then from there like we're looking at many different things like kind of having a you know like a, a dinner event afterwards and um, you know even the potential of having some sort of outdoor game or 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 demo of, of sledge. Um, so the many different ideas that are in the works, but, um, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looking very, that's, that's honestly awesome. I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's awesome. And I don't, Hey, I don't live too far from blue mountain. So uh, I will be there. Uh, and I'm sure Rosie will too. How long did it take you to, to complete the 25 kilometers? 
Uh, so it was about two hours. Okay. Um, I, I was timing on the, on the GoPro that I that I was wearing, but uh, it died at a, after about an hour and a half. So I I lost track. So I think it was around two hours, and I even I stopped for a sip of water pretty much every five laps. So it was a 1.1 kilometer trail, and that uh, and I did 23 laps. So um, wow. yeah, in about two hours, and it wasn't it, it wasn't hard on the lungs, but man, my my shoulders and my forearms and my um my hands like i obviously have callus on my hands from playing hockey so much but even then like they got torn apart like my blisters are just finally healing now but um yeah like i would say that was the toughest part and the cold yeah was it did you have a nice day for it at least yeah the sun was out um but uh i think it was about minus eight which you know fortunate with the weather but still like when you're my, my upper body was warm, but my, my foot's not moving and getting any blood circulating. So my toes, they took about an hour to thaw out after. Oh man, that's the worst. That almost made me quit hockey when I was a kid, when my toes would freeze, I would make so angry. I still don't like that. Oh, that's the worst feeling, man. But you know what? Push through it. And and I commend you for that, man. I I don't know you from from a hole in the ground from this conversation, but I'm I'm proud of you. I'm a proud Canadian sitting here across from you, looking at you going, wow, you know, from from where you were 10, 11 years ago uh, to to rising up, getting on a sled, making that team uh, and obviously maturing into the man you've become. You've got the captaincy and you're you're doing incredible things. You know, you've got to travel around speaking, encouraging others um through whatever they're going through like we've talked about different issues and you're just one hell of an inspiring young man and uh it's an honor to know you and and i'm really proud of you as well I'll echo what rosie said is that you know it takes balls to do that kind of that kind of stuff and it would have made it a lot more challenging not having people there the the people cheering you on skating behind you going come on tyler let's go it would have made it a lot easier um and it would have made it a lot easier to quit or, or to not fall through. And uh, I mean, I can obviously tell you're not the type of person to ever give up on something like that, getting where you've, where you've gotten to. Um, but I hope that you can take a, take some time and, and look yourself in the mirror and, and just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm proud of, I'm proud of you, Tyler, you know, um, and, and just appreciate your own accomplishments. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think it's extremely important and, and I hope that you're able to do that. I'm going to open it up to some questions or comments. We have a, a bunch coming in and I'm going to apologize if we don't get to them all. Um, if I do miss some, they don't always all come in and I feel so bad. Uh, and then we're going to, we'll give away this, this mask or two um to to some people watching so that'll be cool i I haven't quite figured that part out yet but like like (laughs) i fly by the seat of my pants so let's just do Uh, a couple comments and questions coming in uh i saw this one earlier i want to make sure that i get to it uh chris perry uh says 10 days sober today um so congratulations, Chris. Uh, Graham Bonner is giving his support to Chris. And Graham was just on the show, former Sue Greyhound and uh, Montreal Canadiens draft pick and is 24 years sober himself. Hello, Graham Bonner. Uh, love you, man. Uh, 
Will McIntyre, a good friend of mine, says, wow, that is one or a hell of a way to honor their son being able to do that. I believe they're talking about the um, charity hockey game and different things for Ryan Donaldson and, and just amazing. I'm so grateful to have connected with the Donaldsons. They're, they're to have a support and I've had support from many of the families. Um, the majority of the ones that know what we're doing, they're, they're supportive, um, including the Detloff family, Brennan Detloff's family, Brian, um, I speak to quite often and we just recently lost uh, Brennan who's here just uh, in January. And it's just, it's so tragic. I mean, it's, it's extremely difficult uh, for their families to, to deal with it. And I'm just honored that, you know, I've been able to connect them and in some cases support them. I've, I've, you know, getting, getting messages from Brian and the Donaldson saying, thank you. And, and, you know, it just, that's the kind of stuff that makes me realize that what I'm doing and in remembering uh, all of them um, this way is it, it needs to happen, you know, and there's, unfortunately, there's just so many of them and it just, it seems like, and I know there's more that aren't on our list that, it continues to grow. And, and, and if anybody watching or listening, if you know anybody in the hockey community that has been, you know, lost their life to anything surrounding mental health or addiction, please let us know because we want to make sure that we honor all of them. And, and there's no, doesn't have to be an NHL player. It can be, uh, unfortunately we've had minor hockey players like Brennan. And I don't know if you know this, I've talked about it a couple times on here, but there's two brothers, Nick and Jack Savage down in, in the States. And they both overdosed and died in the same night, 16 and 18 years old hockey players, brothers in one night. And, and it's just, it's, it's extremely difficult. Um, and I just, my heart goes out to all the families and I just thank all of them for their support and another shout out to Jake for 10 and for his support, because I know that uh, that certainly means a lot to us here at puck support. Uh, let's see. We're moving Oh, David Carlson saying one day at a time. That's right. I, I'll echo those words. Uh, Donna, it's a hard battle, but 10 days is a great thing. Stay strong. Yeah. Anybody out there dealing with sobriety. Um, and if you're trying, don't give up on yourselves. Don't ever give up on yourselves. If I would have gave up on myself, if Rosie would have gave up on his self constantly time and again, which maybe we did at times and we're grateful and lucky that we're here to tell our story. But if we would have given up and, and not, you know, reached out and got the help that we needed, we wouldn't be doing the things that we're doing. And uh, that echoes Susan Cook, who's upstairs. Um, she's a big part of Puck Support, says never give up. Puck Support is here for you. Uh, reach out to Sandra, Sandra at PuckSupport.com. She's our executive director of mental health and addiction for anybody out there struggling. We're talking hockey players, parents, coaches, doesn't matter. Uh, we're here for you. Um, free of charge. Sandra is, is essentially an angel uh, doing what she's doing for our organization. Uh, I'm so excited to hear this episode. True warrior. Yes, he is, Donna. This man is a true warrior. Um, this is going back to when you first came in. Tyler, when, when I first in introduced mm -hmm. you. Uh, thank you. I need 100% support coming from Chris Perry. Um, Lando Snipes. So I haven't uh, done the picture, but this is our newest puck support warrior, 11-year-old Landon. Um, and I just, I literally just before the podcast had a, me and Sandra had a conversation with this young man and his parents. And I told him, tell the story. So I told him, just remember that there's no such thing as a dumb question. And I told him this story about how, when I got called up at eight years old to play with the 10 year olds, I, I was you know, in the dressing room before the game, the coach came in with this whiteboard, like, you know, the whiteboards, okay, we're going to do this, go here and make sure you headman the puck. And I'm like, headman the puck? Like, I don't know what that is. So for the whole game, I was freaking, of course, it just means pass it to the guy ahead of you. But at eight years old, I didn't know what that was. So the whole game, I'm like, if I have to headman the puck, I am screwed right now. I'm never going to play hockey again. So I tell all the kids that I coach and that I'm involved with, 
Never feel stupid for asking a question. If you don't know, you don't know. Hello to Landon uh, and his parents. Um, thank you uh, for your support watching the podcast. Um, this guy here, man, I got to tell you about this guy. Matthew Meinzer, this is an amazing story. Thank you so much, Tyler. We are starting the first ever sledge hockey program in South America down here in Ushua. I can't pronounce that. Yeah. Ushua. Uh, sorry, Matthew, I just figured out your name. Now I'm butchering the city in Argentina. We got to get you down here to show everyone how important the sport is. Someday, ha ha. And before you comment, let me tell, I, I talk about this guy all the time. This guy is not from Argentina, but he's he's told me, I talked to him, I want to get him on my show. I need to share his story. We need to hear his story. I, I'm going to bring up pictures on, an, on a, one of these upcoming episodes. He is down there teaching everybody in South America how to play hockey, and he's making hockey sticks. This guy makes wooden hockey sticks because they can't get gear, and you should see these sticks. I mean, they're wooden, so you know it looks like they're you know they're a little older, but they're they're mint. This guy has his own hockey stick brand, and he does it, and he's growing the game, uh, and that's amazing to hear, and, and I echo that. It would be amazing to get sledged down in Argentina, and you should see the ponds they're playing on. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The mounds. I'll, t I'll send you pictures after the show. It's incredible. So how okay. are you? Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's it's so cool, right? And he, that's where he is right now. He watches the show from Argentina. So I, we got watchers from Argentina. It's so cool. Um, uh, Jack McNam now I came McNamara. I am happy to join you. I joined you with Curtis Gabriel. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for your support, Jack. Um, John Fatal, I think this one's for you. Says, would you come on my podcast called Goal Getters? So maybe we can connect and get you on his podcast. I don't. I'm not one of these guys that is like, hey, you know, this is a rival podcast. I won't help you get. I help everybody connect with everybody. I promote other people's shows, podcasts, whatever it is, because sometimes. You know, there might be a podcast where you go on this guy's show or, or whoever on Rosie's show where it doesn't matter if you're on my show, but you go on there and then all of a sudden there's somebody else listening and you might change that person's life forever. So who am I to say, no, I'm not going to help you get somebody on a show. It's just I've been on shows and like we have a rival podcaster on the show today. And I'm like, rival podcaster? Like, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not in. This is not how this works for me, but I'm glad that you guys look at it this way. So it's fun. <laughs> Um, here's a question for you, Tyler. What is Tyler's training regiment like and when and where is the next Paralympic Games, which we answered, but tell us a little bit about your training regiment. Uh, yeah, so actually kind of lucky right now. We're in a, a little bit of a deload phase, so a little bit of time off, more ice time, less strength training. But um, I mean, it fluctuates throughout the season and obviously that's been different this year, but um, just, and I don't know how in depth I, I should get here, but um basically what we do is like three strength workouts a week um or sorry two two heavier strength workouts a week and then we do um two kind of rehab prehab um type things where we focus a lot on shoulders and shoulder health and and stability and core strength and stability um so basically four strength workouts but two of those are lighter um then at the current moment we're on the ice three days a week um nice for uh anywhere from an hour to two hours depending on the day um and then and then we also have uh two to three cardio workouts a week um which look differently at different points throughout the season so um we do uh like you know sometimes that's long slow like aerobic work where you're just kind of trying to build your your heart capacity um and sometimes it's more hockey specific where you're doing sprints and stuff 
Um, so that, yeah, <laughs> I know that that's, that's the worst. The worst is the, um, we have this one cardio workout. It's, it, it's, uh, it's called like a maximum aer- aerobic capacity or something like that. Um, and it's three minutes of max effort. And the, so three minutes as hard as you can go. And then like a, a three or four minute break. And then you do that six times. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, you know what? You're putting in the work to bring home that gold, man. So listen, it's all going to be worth it, right? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna uh, get to a couple more here, and I have to skip. There's quite a few, so I I apologize, guys, if I don't get to them. Um, Will McIntyre uh, says, Tyler and Rosie, you both are what perseverance, drive, and dedication are. Truly, someone people can look up to, and and I, you know, it's. It goes without saying, and and I just I, I think you can never hear that enough, and, and I hope that you know you and Rosie and everybody that that is doing things to grow the game and, and show um, people you know what they can do regardless of their situations. That is what is truly the powerful message here is like you know showing that no matter where we are, what happens to us, there's always a way to to push through it and still live that life like you're. You're living such an incredible life. I, I'm sitting here going, man, like this, the experiences that you're uh, accumulating over time and the way you're giving back, it's it's unbelievable. And I'm just, it's, uh, I echo those words. So uh, Donna says, uh, thank you, love you too. Love you, Donna. I had to throw that one in there. Uh, Ariana Markle, amazing show. Thank you, Ariana. Uh, David Carlson says, thank you, Tyler. We are proud that you are representing Canada. All the best thank in you. Canada's quest for gold. Donna Reed again says, such a great young man. His parents must be super proud. I'm also a huge Terry Fox fan. Raised over $4,000 last year for his fun. I could only walk five kilometers, but I had a great day. And I wish I would have been there with you, Donna. I know I was supposed to, but I was in, uh, I was away somewhere. And so it didn't work out, but I'll definitely be there again. So Donna and, and we're with you in, in your fight with, with your cancer. I'm, I'm in your corner. We're all in your corner and uh, we're going to, you're going to get through it. And I uh, just, I'm so grateful that I know you, Donna. You're so, she's so awesome, man. She's such a cool lady. Uh, Susan Cook from upstairs in the house says bravo tyler you are an inspiration michelle polino says true inspiration thank you tyler for sharing your story david carlson says very impressive young man uh, jack is back he says thanks brady tyler and rosie uh and the last one we'll get to before we give away this mask is tyler what is your favorite place you have been since you have started on this journey through para hockey and the place you may not have liked as much as you would have thought that you would have oh that is a tough one uh favorite place is really hard um because there's a few uh i think i think one of the places i'm so I'll maybe give a few answers here. One of the places that shocked me the most was South Korea. Um, that country is unbelievable. And we've had the opportunity since I've been around in 2013 to go there five times. Um, the, the people, the culture, the, the landscape, um, unbelievable. The city of Seoul is unbelievable. Pyeongchang is beautiful. Um, so that, that's one that shocked me the most. I didn't know I'd love it as much as, as I do now, and especially to see the um, the transition and how their their fan base in in hockey and in para hockey has grown. Um, as I said, like there was ten fifteen people in the first 
um, there the first time we played. And then we played in front of 10,000 at the Paralympics in Korea um, for five years later. Sorry. So like that was cool. Um, favorite place. Uh, it'd be a toss up between um, Czech Republic and, and mm-hmm. Italy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited to go back to Czech Republic this year um, and hopefully in the future, because um, we went to, went to Ostrava, which Rosie's been there, but um, I've heard Prague is a beautiful place. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we've been to Italy a couple of times um, to Torino where Rosie won the games and, and the boys won gold in, in 06. And uh, actually the Paralympics and Olympics are back there, back in Italy in 2026, sorry. Um, so pumped to, to go there again. Uh, yeah. But, but couple couple amazing places and, and looking forward to going to many more because even even before I made the team they used to go to different countries they used to always go to Norway Japan um, Scandinavian countries which we haven't really had a chance to go to yet so there's still much more on the horizon and and can't wait to go can't wait to go to South America now too no doubt <laughs> could you imagine like we're gonna wrap it up here because we're coming up in two hours but I'm gonna have to get you on the show again when you're you know closer to the games or let us know what's going on uh, anytime you're you're doing any sort of fundraising uh, please let us know let me know so I you know I don't have the hugest following uh, but my show I mean we the show does all right. I don't have the greatest social media presence. And the reason why, I don't know if you saw it, I said new account. I got booted off Instagram, my old account, before I met you because I stuck up for a kid who was being bullied. And all the bullies reported my account, even though I didn't do anything wrong. So I lost my account with the most followers. But hey, what do you do? You start, you pick yourself back up and 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 that's start what over. you uh, It is what it is. Uh, but could you imagine if you never made that decision to get on a sled? like where you would be today. Have you ever thought about that? I, I, uh, yeah, I often do. And honestly, I have no idea what, what the answer would be. And I certainly would have, wouldn't have led me to so many incredible people, so many incredible experiences. Um, uh, like, you know, I'm so, so grateful for everything that has happened. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's hard work kind of, framing those experiences in, in a positive way. Um, but I think that's so important. That's what you're trying to do here. And, and I know you've kind of hyped me up here, but man, I'm, I'm proud of you and, and of Rosie and um, of the others in the chat um, for, you know, what you've overcome and the resilience and courage and character that, that you've all shown. Um, and, and not only that, but to, you know, to shape that into what you're doing now. Um, I think it's amazing what you're, you're trying to do to inspire um, so many people um, of all ages, of you know, genders, race, et cetera, and bringing them all together and um, offering them the support that you are. I think that's so amazing. So, I, I mean, I know you, you said it to me and, and I want to make sure you, you know that, that I feel the same because I, I have so much respect and admiration for, for what you're doing. I, I appreciate that, Tyler. Maybe before we let you go, we'll, uh, We'll, we'll give away this this Doug Gilmore mask and hell I'll even I'm gonna send you uh, something from Puck Support so I'll send you one of these masks because I know you're a Doug Gilmore fan too. Yeah. So I got I got a I got a I few so I'd love to give you one and Doug would probably love to see that picture of you with the mask on and everything else because he's a fan of yours. Uh, Will says thanks for that by the way. Um, but yes, uh, let's do this. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you. How do you want to? How do you want to do this? Do you want maybe a trivia question? 
Um, maybe we can maybe we can go back to um, you know where I'm going to put it. We'll do it this way. We're going to open. I'll see if anybody wants to to call my phone tonight because I can. I figured out how to do that. So I'm going to put my phone number on the screen and we'll see if we can bring somebody in. So where was the uh, where was the last time since I didn't know where where was the last para hockey Olympic gold won by Canada? Ready, go, and and we'll see if anybody knows this uh, answer. If anybody wants to call my phone. Um, if not, we'll do it again the next time. We'll see. We'll see who's uh, who's going to take part. Um, you can also, if nobody calls, we'll open it up to the comments. Uh, but yes, it, there's a slight delay. There's a slight delay on the uh, on the video, so we might have to wait it out. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was quick. Go for Brady. Oh, one sec. Let's go. Slight delay. There's a slight delay on the uh, on the video, so we might have to wait it out. Oh, there we go. Hey, Will. Hey. Can you turn that down? Turn what down? Your uh, your speaker there. Oh, one sec. Okay, one sec. Yeah. There's a slight delay. Better. That's better. Will McIntyre. Where was the last yeah. time a gold medal was won for the Canadian national team? Uh, Italy. All right, Will, you're the winner, buddy. Congratulations. I'm going to send this up to you since I'm already sending you uh, stuff up anyways. It's just going to go in that package, buddy. Beauty. Thanks, fella. Hey, man, thanks for all your support. Uh, you're, you're always watching, and I, I do appreciate it, Will. So thank you so much. I'm glad you won it. Beauty. Thanks, Brady. And thanks for everything you do, eh? Hey, man, no worries. Thanks, hey, Tyler, for everything you've done with everything. And uh, go, good luck going forward. My pleasure. And thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Okay, Will, I'll send it out tomorrow for you, man. Thanks for doing that. Sounds good, brother. Okay, talk soon. Bye. Pretty cool. I love when, when people join in and uh, we've, we've done that a couple of times. I always like to try to give stuff away as much as I can. And if I, if it was up to me, I would have nothing just like Rosie. Rosie gives all this stuff away too. And, and uh, you know, puck support would be broke if it was up to me. Luckily, Susan watches over everything. She's like, Hey, you gotta, can't do this. Gotta do that. Otherwise I'd be like, I'd be sitting here naked, probably in my body. <laughs> to wear i'd be giving it all away but hey tyler listen man uh i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go uh, i'm gonna wish you all the best but listen man we're gonna stay connected and i'm gonna get on a sled for sure like without absolutely uh me you and rosie and and hopefully some others uh, i would love that and and you know it's too bad that we didn't connect maybe a little bit earlier in the winter we could have been on one of these odrs up here in muskoka um but who knows maybe it's maybe it'll freeze up and and well, we can make it happen, but I'm going to be renting ice um, as soon as COVID lifts a little bit. And I would love it if you and Rosie could come up together and, and we could make that happen, man. Yeah, we'd love that. That'd be awesome. I think we should definitely do that. 100%. And so love that area. Oh, I'm so lucky to live here, man. I, I'm yeah. so lucky. I love it here. I mean, BC is nice. Let's not kid ourselves. But this is uh, this is uh, it's pretty beautiful around here. It's like paradise. So I'm very grateful to to be in the area that I'm at. All right, before I let you go, are you in Forest, Ontario? Is that where you're? No. So I actually live in Toronto. So okay. complete opposite of of Forest. But uh, but this is kind of where we. The majority of our team is is around here, and we have access to the best facilities, best trainers support staff etc so 
this is where life brought me for now. And yeah, uh, I think I'll be uh, like, you know, when hockey's long gone, I'll be gravitating back to home. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, I mean, it's it's always nice to go home, but yeah, Toronto is a little bit too busy for me. But when you're in the position that you're in with the access and, and the, the opportunity that you have, you have to be where the best where the best yeah. is to arrive for it. So you there's there's give and take with everything, and and when you bring, come home with that gold medal, it's all going to be worth it, man. So hey, thanks for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll be we'll keep in touch for sure. Awesome, man. Keep up the good work. It's an honor to thanks. know you and, and call your friend. We'll talk soon, you man. Too. Thanks. Take care. Okay, guys, that's Tyler McGregor. I have one more promo to run before I do my outro, I guess we call it. Um, So Steve Buckley, once again on the promo, First Star Therapy. Hockey to Hell and Back is brought to you by Performance Wellness. The collaboration between First Star Therapy and Mindframe brings a flexible, holistic program to athletes. The goal is to empower and enhance every athlete's well-being on and off the field of play through focus on intentful movement and mindful practices. You can contact them at consult at firststartherapy.com and team at mindframe.info. Plus, you can check them out on the web at firststartherapy.com and follow First Star on Instagram at firststar.therapy and at mindframe on Twitter plus mindframefit on Instagram. Thank you, Steve Buckley, once again down in Beaverton, Oregon. Great voice, even better guy. Thank you to everybody for watching. Huge special thank you to the Canadian para-hockey captain, Tyler McGregor. Talk about a great dude. Uh, Very fortunate with so much that has gone on and and the fact that I've met him and Paul Rosen. Thank you, Rosie. Uh, You know I love you. But wow, what an opportunity that I've had over the course of this past year. It's coming up on one year that I've launched the podcast. I think like March 28th or something. I got to get the exact date. Will be one year. And today was episode number 95. 95 from my count. But don't hold me to it because math was not my strong suit. But I'm pretty sure it's episode 95 to everybody that has been along for this ride. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so much. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I shouldn't be sitting here. You guys all know I should not. I really shouldn't be sitting here uh, with the opportunities that I have in front of me, let alone be alive. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to fully understand uh everything that's transpired and and to really take it all in and be like, Hey, you know what, Brady, maybe, maybe you do deserve this, but I'm not sure I deserve it. I feel that I have a job. I have been called to serve and I'm learning every single day. I'm seriously, I, I, I really do work hard. I feel like I need to be working even harder. Uh, I spin my wheels a lot because I'm trying to do too many jobs, trying to manage too many things, but things are happening. Things are happening. People are getting involved. People have stepped up so much to help. You guys all know who you are. I'm so grateful for all of you. There's there's a couple core people and they know who they are. They know who they are. So thank you so much, you guys. It's, uh, 
we're going to change the world. We're going to change the world. There's, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind. I'm not changing the world. We are changing the world. This isn't about me. We're a team here and everybody is going to play a part. Everybody that wants to is going to play a part. And it's, uh, it's very humbling just to be a small part of it myself. So we did track down, by the way, we tracked down where Puck Support originated from. And I'm going to talk about it on the next episode. It's taken me way longer than I had hoped. Shout out to Carson Johnstone from the GM32 podcast, a new friend of mine. I was They came up here to do an interview and it was unbelievable. So much fun uh, getting to know them, hanging out with them. And Carson went back, did the homework, the research, and he uncovered who is responsible for naming Puck Support when I put it out there Help us name this organization. And there was one individual and we're going to hopefully maybe get him on here soon. So pretty cool that Carson was able to track it down. It's, it's wild. It's honestly, it's extremely, it's just mind blowing. I have a meeting with Bauer Hockey, March 19th. Wish me luck. Not exactly sure what they want but they want me to present my story and puck support to their organization with the high ups of Bauer hockey, which for anybody that knows me, I'm a Bauer guy through and through. You will never see me except for the one game. Maybe I'll share that on another day. Cause we're running into two hours here, but there was a time when I wore graph hockey skates for a period and a half, my final year with the Kelowna rockets. And I actually had a goal and an assist and still changed my skates custom white graphs and I threw my old Bowers back on gave those skates to the Kelowna Rockets dentist and ordered a pair of Bauer vapors because I'm a Bauer guy through and through once again shout out to Lando the newest puck support warrior stay tuned for his picture can be launched on Instagram right away I'm still struggling with these teeth it's uh it's time to say goodbye until next time, here's the deal. Kelly Rudy is coming on the show. That's right. Kelly Rudy from Hockey Night Canada, Sportsnet, CBC, coming on the show. Maybe on Wednesday. Maybe on Wednesday, depending. If it's not Kelly Rudy, Aaron Snow is coming on the show. Former third-round draft pick to the Dallas Stars, OHL alumni, recently launched a blog called The Journey Through My Veins. Lost it all to addiction, much like myself. And a new friend of mine, that's going to be a hard-hitting conversation, a hard-hitting conversation. And... I can't wait to talk to Aaron Snow. I can't wait to talk to Kelly Rudy, Jordy Ben. We got some great guests lined up. And I'm just grateful for everybody's support. If you're struggling out there, do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. Doesn't matter what you're going through. I am here to tell you, do not give up on yourself. Because I'm not giving up on you. Puck Support's not giving up on you. We're here for you. I'm here for you. If you're struggling, you need to talk to somebody. I'm here for you. 
reach out to me, drop me an email. Best way to get a hold of me, Brady at pucksupport.com. If you want to talk to a licensed professional, you can do that too. Sandra at pucksupport.com. Unbelievable to be sitting where I'm sitting. Thanks once again to Tyler McGregor and Paul Rosen. Great show. Yes. Thank you for watching. I don't know. I'm forgetting something. But I do want to say one more shout out to the Donaldsons. Rest in peace, Ryan Donaldson and all those we have lost. Ryan, you will never be forgotten around these parts. Not if we have anything to do with it. Doug and Dana, if you're watching, thank you for your support. That's right. All our merchandise, pucksupport.com, has an in memory of one of those we've lost. Sort of like a hidden gem on the hats or the clothing. And yours truly is responsible for putting each and every single one of them on. And it's a huge honor. It's a huge responsibility to make sure that every single one of them will always always be remembered if you want to get your own puck support swag pucksupport.com you can use the promo code never forget promo code never forget it's going to get you 10 percent off i just got a text from doug donaldson thank you doug ryan's watching over the podcast from now on your guys' support means the world. Hoodies are coming this week for, for you and Dana. And I can't wait. Doug Donaldson is going to join the podcast. He's going to be a guest. I can't wait, Doug. It's going to be a very uh, tough conversation, I know, for me. And I can't imagine what that's going to be like for you. But I want you to know that whenever you're ready, if and when that time comes, I'm here I'm here for the support and don't, don't be nervous. Just be yourself. You're a wonderful man. You have a great wife. We talked one night, they were sitting outside Costco. I'll just share a quick story and I'll wrap it up. But they were sitting outside Costco and they had said, these people that keep coming in out of the store must think we're nuts because they've gone in and shopped and come out. And then another person got in and shopped and come out because we sat on the phone for over an hour probably discussing Ryan and mental health and hockey and just everything. The last thing I want to say about Ryan Donaldson that I forgot is that when Ryan, when they made the very hard decision to pull Ryan off life support, they were able to donate his organs to enrich the lives of others. So Ryan's legacy lives on and Yeah, it's, it's amazing, but it's so tragic. And I just want you guys to know that I think of you guys all the time. I think of Ryan all the time. And I'm never going to stop. We're going to change the world. We're going to change the world. And the stigma. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you 
Wednesday, 8 p.m., Kelly Rudy or Aaron Snow. And Doug Donaldson, whenever you're ready, I'm here. Thank you for your guys' friendship and your support. Be kind. If you're struggling, make a gratitude list. No matter how hard life is, you can always find things to be grateful for. Take Tyler McGregor's advice. Try journaling. I think I'm going to do that right now. Thank you all for watching. And remember, have a great day if you so choose.